Hello there. Don't be alarmed. We're just preparing your listening device for Scuba Radio, the world's first radio show devoted to diving. We do this, of course, by filling the radio with water. Don't worry. We're professionals. Thanks to me, you won't even get wet. You see, I've crammed every appendage of my body into the cracks and crevices of your radio, ensuring an airtight seal. By the way, don't touch your on-off knob. That's a very sensitive area. Anyway, I should remind you, we believe in the buddy system just like diving, so don't listen alone. Call your buddy and tell them that Scuba Radio is about to begin. We're going to start a new life under the sea. So, uh, am I going to drown? Of course not. Just stay calm and let the gentle currents relax your every muscle. Under the sea. Under the sea. Did it just get warmer? There'll be no accusations. Just friendly crustaceans under the sea. Where the hell are the sharks? And now, here's your dive guide for Scuba Radio, Greg the Dive Master. And welcome to Hour 2 of the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master, and we're going to kick off this hour with my favorite. That's right. Eric Douglas, he is a paperback writer, amongst many other things, like an avid scuba diver. He merges the two. And you can check out his uh, books at booksbyeric.com. And uh, Eric, how you doing, buddy? It's been a while. Doing great. It's, it has been a while. But, you know, uh, you know you're know, you one of those old friends, though, that I can I cannot see you for, for several months, and we just jump right back into it. That's right. Not seeing me is a, is a plus for many of my friends. It is a plus. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not. <laughs> it's like the statute no, of yeah, limitations doing, doing has to expire for, you know, for us to get together at some point. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, cause when we and Eric do get together, things happen. Scary things happen. <laughs> things have been known to happen. <laughs> Although we're both getting a little longer in the tooth than we used to be, brother. That is true. But Hey, we're still kicking. So, uh, there's a lot to be thankful for. So we'll go with that. But look, I'm bringing Eric on because it's never too early to start thinking about what you're going to get the diver for your list. Uh, for the holidays. Yeah, I know Halloween hadn't even arrived yet. We're only a couple weeks away. Uh, but they start celebrating Halloween, what, in June? And uh, so it's At time least. to think about Christmas and, and all that kind of stuff. Just skip right past uh, Thanksgiving. I guess you could give a gift during you know Thanksgiving, too, if you want to be extra special. But these books well, by Eric that uh, he has written are really great uh, gifts for the diver on your list. And uh, I love you know, them. And- I, I was just online earlier today, and I, I saw Amazon, for whatever reason, uh, has about half of my softcover books on sale. I mean, for like 50% off. Really? Um, I, I, I didn't have any control over it. I didn't ask them to do it. But yeah, they, they've marked about, uh, I think, half of the uh, the Mike Scott series down 51% off. Go figure. So, hey, so you have no control over that. They just do that. Every now and then, they huh? just do that randomly. Huh. I, I, whether they they see it as something that should be selling more, or I, I don't know. You know, I don't know what their motivation is, but yeah, yep, knocked it, knocked the price off fifty percent. So you know what? Take advantage Jump of on it. it. Yeah, uh, just do a do a Amazon search on Eric Douglas, and all his books will pop right up. Uh, does does that Absolutely. apply to any of the audio books too? Maybe, or do you know? Uh, no, no, no. Audio, the, the audiobooks seem to be, I, I don't even have any control over the price. They just yeah. tell me how much they're going to sell those for. But right. uh, yeah, no, not the audiobooks, just, so they, the, just and, the soft cover. And for the record, uh, many of the audiobooks feature CJ 
a.k.a. Cock Johnson, who is kind of a big deal now. I don't know if you've been following uh, the show the last few weeks, but you know he's a big movie star guy now. He's a big movie. Well, you know, we all knew it was coming. Yes. Well, we did. You know, so the old Dive Hard and Dive Harder and Dive Harder are the trilogy starring Cock Johnson uh, just made its uh, world premiere last few weeks. So I don't know. He he might be tough to get on those audio books in the in the coming uh, months there, my friend. So I don't know. His yeah, rates are going to go But He did up. such a great job with him. So, you know, he we knew he had star power. That is true. And, uh, you know, when he, he worked for Eric, he, he really didn't go by his uh, diving alter ego name, Cock Johnson, which, by the way, does lend itself to a whole series of books. We went straight to the movies, to be honest with you, but uh, well, yeah, maybe we should have backtracked from that. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm not sure if I want to get involved in that. No, or not, you though, don't. To be honest with you, you Greg. don't. <laughs> Just plead, plead the fifth uh, there. That you know nothing, or a fifth, or something. Uh, right. Yeah. That's uh, more appropriate. But uh, but yeah. So uh, take advantage of the. Uh, these gifts, I mean, like I said, the diver on your list will love them. Eh, just the person on your list will love them because he writes so uh, so well. I was writing something else the other day. As divers, we need to find a, kind of somebody else to look up to, that new generational hero. You and I probably grew up on Jacques Cousteau. And, right. Uh, the, 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 the generation before us grew up on Mike Nelson. And I was talking about we need that generational hero. You know, that was kind of what I had envisioned with Mike Scott. I was sure. I was hoping he'd be the new Mike Nelson, you know, a fictional character, but right. kind of inspire people to diving and, and protecting the ocean. So, you know, uh, th- th- that's, still that's where we're headed with it. It could still happen. I mean, Eric has a whole series of books featuring Mike Scott, this photojournalist and diver who travels the world and solves the world's uh, troubles. And, uh, solves all the world problems. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it, they read very much like uh, great action movies. And I've said this a million times before, like a combination of Born Identity and Bond and, you know, Indiana Jones or something. I mean, it's good stuff. It really is uh, very, very well written. And like I said, whether you're a diver or not, you will like it. But if you're a diver, you'll like it just that much more because it's very accurate with all the dive uh, elements that uh, Eric puts into these books. So uh, check them out, booksbyeric.com, and you can find out all about them. But you actually are making progress on the next one. And now you hope to have this done by the end of the year, or just you got to see how it goes or what? See how it goes probably early first quarter of 2024 at this point. Um, uh, But yeah, working on what will be the 12th story in the Mike Scott series. Um, you know, a long time ago when I first started uh, with Mike Scott, I didn't know that I'd make it past number one. But uh, yeah, this will be the twelfth book in the in the Mike Scott series. Uh, right now, there's nine novels and two novellas, so it's a hmm. I'm pushing about a million words in the Mike Scott series too, which is kind of stunning. Yeah, but um, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm about a third of the way into this book, and it's uh, I, I'm having fun writing it. It's 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 got some teeth to it. Well, okay. That, that's good to hear. I can hear it in your voice that so you're pretty excited uh, of how this thing is unfolding. So you have an idea in your head already, like you know where you're going to get uh, you know, at the end, or do you kind of write and it just kind of flows out of you and you're like, okay, let's take this turn, that turn, and it just kind of goes on its own or what? You know, I usually have a pretty rough outline. Yeah. Uh, I, I we we call that in the writing community that's called the difference between being, being a plotter or a pantser somebody who flies by the seat of their pants aha uh-huh. um i'm 
I'm more in the in the seat of the pants variety, but I usually try to have a rough idea. Okay. Although I'll be honest with you, I've written scenes and gone, huh? I didn't expect that to happen. You know. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're writing them thick of Where it. Where did that come from? Like, yeah, you're like, hey, let's explore this little avenue, and next thing you know, you've created a whole new scenario that you uh, didn't uh, initially consider. Uh, I, and I I can see that. That makes uh, total I, sense. Yeah. It's creative. I remember it's creativity, writing, right? It is creativity. Yeah. I, I remember writing one story, and uh, at the end of the scene, or at the end of the book, probably, I went, you know, I thought I was going to kill this guy off, and he made it all the way to the end. How did that happen? Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> you know. he was a fun character. Uh, you know, we were on the Turks and Caicos Liveaboard with Explorer Ventures a few weeks ago, and uh, one of the crew members uh mentioned on day one they go oh yeah we got uh, some of greg's books right here i said those aren't my books that's eric douglas's books but yeah he writes about scuba radio being on the boat and all this stuff and they had a couple of the uh i, I think it was oil and water or one of the first scuba radio ones you did they didn't have turks and caicos or turks and chaos really on the boat turks which was based on the turks and caicos explorer to live aboard itself so i was that, like that's had, funny well, well we need to fix that we, we definitely got to fix that. Matter of fact, uh, I may be, you know, taking a couple of those books to Dima and giving it to the Explorer Ventures uh, folks. The captain is supposed to be at the Dima show. So he has to say, bring a couple of them right. and I'll pick them up and take them back to the boat. We'll make it happen. All right. Booksbyeric.com. Eric, always a pleasure, my friend. See you, pal. We got more coming up on the world's first radio show, Voted to Die. is the Worldwide Scuba Radio Network. Power, simplicity, reliability. It's what you demand of your dive computer, and Shearwater delivers. Shearwater evolved out of one tech diver's need for a reliable, easy-to-use rebreather dive computer and quickly became the tech market leader. Now recreational divers have taken notice. The Shearwater Tarek is the best, most intuitive, and reliable wristwatch-sized dive computer on the market. Check it out in the entire line at Shearwater.com. Shearwater, dive computers for demanding divers. How, when, and where it's made has never been more important than now. Just ask all those divers and dive shops that struggled to get products and parts during the pandemic. One relatively new gear manufacturer, however, managed quite well. Nex is one of the few, if not only, dive gear manufacturers to bring regulator and design assembly back to the USA. No shortages during the pandemic for their customers and dealers. And get this, Nex was a tester's choice winner in Scuba Lab for 2022 and a Best Buy in 2023. Each Nex regulator system is made to order, cutting down on overhead and allowing you to get exactly what you need for the kind of diving you prefer. This will be the last regulator you'll ever need, since the modular design can easily be modified as your diving skills and preferences evolve over time. Are you ready to make your next dive your best dive? Then go to nextdive.com. That's nexdive.com. Next underwater products. Nextdive.com. Scuba action star Mike Scott is back in a new audiobook, Cayman Cowboys, Reefs Under Pressure. From author Eric Douglas comes the one that started it all. Listen as Mike deals with submarines, kidnapping, betrayal, and more. He didn't even have fins or a mask to let him see in the water. He was going to be slow and blind. If it weren't for the float, he knew there would be no way he would ever make it to the surface. Download Cayman Cowboys or Oil and Water, Return to Cayman, Turks and Chaos, and Lionfish at Amazon, BooksbyEric.com, and Audible.com. 
Surface interval is complete. You are now clear to dive with Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba Radio. Dive, dive, dive. You don't know me. I don't know how to swim. Y'all want to go dive in the pool? It's just ridiculous. I know y'all want to go dive in the pool. My dive master is like, come on. Don't worry about it. Come on. He'll be fine. Let's go. I know what you're thinking. Let's get sucking wet. This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master. Okay, look, you can dive in the pool. You could dive in the springs, you could go to the Bahamas, you could go to Fiji, you could go to Mexico. How about that? That's where Chef Anton is, the scuba magician. And uh, he just called in and I, he goes, dude, I'm uh, doing some cave stuff in Mexico. I'm like, really? Well, let's talk. What, what are you doing uh, in Mexico there, Chef? Exactly. Hola, amigo. ¿Cómo estás usted? Porque yo estoy hablando en español. Bless you. Oh, there's more. Okay. There we go. I just had to hit the Right. That's okay. While in Mexico, might as well uh, speak the lingo. I gotcha. Okay. And he just he just totally abused us in Spanish, but that's okay. I'm used to it. That's fine. Uh, but uh, yes, but you're having a good time, obviously. Because uh, you're diving, and uh, so are you oh, diving the Yucatan uh, caves, and is that where you're at exactly, or, or what are you doing? Yes, yeah, so I'm down in uh, Playa de Carmen, yeah. uh, which is uh, like a, uh, a half-hour ferry from Cozumel, right? You fly to Cozumel, take the ferry over here, and then go down to Tulum to the uh, the cenotes, as they call them. Ah. Now, you know, I knew nothing about nothing coming into cave diving, right? Other than you know, the books that I was reading that they, they sent me. I thought cave diving was like like a dive site, you know, like this you know regimented area, and you know everyone kind of goes in. You set up your. We are in the middle of the jungle out here to go to these cenotes. They're like seventeen kilometers into a jungle, like right. No joking around. I had no idea that's what what cenote and cave diving was like. You and you end up in this like. Beautiful spring, like a lagoon, right? It looks like Gilligan's Island kind of a thing. You're like, oh, this is really nice. And then you go under, and then, you know, there's three or four different caves inlets that you can go to. So I'm here for a month, and I'm doing cavern, uh, intro to cave, full cave, and then staging. Since I'm already a tech diver, the staging, you know, it's like I thought I could tack that on at the end. Love but, it. Um, it. Yeah, I, you know, I got I to gotta admit I, you know, again, not knowing anything about anything, I I envision a cavern. So a, a cavern, for those of you who don't know, by definition, means that you can see the sunlight. You're not in so far that you don't see your your exit. Right. That's right. The, the definition of a cavern. So mm-hmm. technically, there's no cavern at night. Right. You can't go into it at night because there's no no sunlight. Yeah. I imagine the cavern being kind of like like a gymnasium. With like a huge door open, you know, like you're kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a cave, I'm under a thing, but like there was like a lot of light, and it's like this huge area, and you get kind of swimming around and you're like, get nope. used to being, <laughs> yeah, nope, nope. <laughs> you know, we're like, this, we went into the cavern, and I was like, 
why are you taking me from the, you know, the end of a game? It's like, you know, again, I didn't know anything about anything. Right. And yeah, it's really dark and, you know, well, and, you, you know, know rocks everywhere. Look, it's Mexico. Totally they have a different standard uh, uh, there in Mexico. I think they're a little bit more loose. I've seen plenty of videos. Yeah. I've never done it myself. I mean, Eric Douglas, we just had him on. He wrote one of his books, uh, Return to Maya, is actually based in the Yucatan, and, it, and he describes what it's like to do those uh, cenote uh, dives quite well. So I, I haven't physically done it, but I kind of feel like I have because I, I have seen a lot of videos, and I've seen um, uh, people, you know, I've talked to people that have done it quite a bit, but uh, you describe yeah. it quite well from what I uh, have been told and what I've seen on video. I mean, yeah, it's it was, they're uh, spooky, it was, right? Yeah, they're a little, it's a good thing to do in, it's a good thing to do in October, yeah. like a Halloween kind of vibe, isn't it? You think? Yeah, so, you know, what's interesting is that this is like their, their slower season. So for those of you looking at coming to, you know, Fly Day Carmen, October, September, October, November, great time of year. Right? It's a little bit slower, everything's a little bit cheaper. Um, the winter is the most expensive because that's when it's cold in the States. So, you know, you want to come to Mexico to kind of warm up. And then the summers, like June, July, August, are like just ungodly humid. So, you know, this was a, a really good time. Right. So the funny is that, Somebody had asked me, says, aren't you afraid of going into, like, those little, you know, tight spaces? They call it a restriction. Are you, you know, afraid of going into that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not claustrophobic. I don't feel, I think I'll be fine. Yeah. I, I wasn't necessarily. <laughs> you know, yesterday, we were diving way into this cave. We're about 4,000 feet into a cave, right? So we're wow. going, these guys are, like, an hour and a half, right? You're going in. 45, 50 minutes, and then back out, you know, 45, 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. And they do what's called the side mount. They do what's called rule of third. So you can only use a third of your air to go in if you have two-thirds to come out. So we're kind of at about the turn point, but there's like one more leg that we can go down. I'm like, you know what, I still have like a couple of hundred PSI. Why don't we kind of get down this leg and see what's what down there? And then I could see the thing getting much more narrow. This, this opening, to give you a point of reference, was about a foot and a half high and maybe three foot, four foot wide. Wow. That's it. And I'm looking at it, and I put my light in there, and I look back at the instructor like, seriously, is this where you want me to go? And he's like, yeah, you're just kind of like very matter-of-factly. Like, yeah, go ahead. You'll see, see what it's like. <laughs> so I'm thinking it's going to be like this little tiny tunnel which opens into another chamber is kind of what I was expecting. Yeah. So you go in there and they do pulling glide. You can you can't kick because you're too tight. So you just kind of pull on the rock. So you just kind of glide along, glide along. I'm in there three, four, maybe five minutes, and I was like, this is getting smaller and tighter, and it's not getting any better than it is. So I thumb the dive. I say, turn. I say, hey, turn the dive. So right when I turn the dive. His light goes out, right? This isn't like a, uh, he's screwing with me. His, his primary light legit goes out, right? It's dark, and he's just, he's not moving. So I'm thinking maybe he's stuck or maybe he's dead. Mm. Either way, I decided in that moment that I would have eaten Mexican to get out of that cave, meaning cannibalize him if I had to, to get out of that thing. So I started, like, pushing him, like, Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> As the story goes, he wasn't stuck. He, he was simply stowing the first light and then getting the second light. So he, I couldn't really see him moving. 
but that's what he was doing. Well, you feel most alive when you're about ready to die. Look, uh, cave diving is not for the faint of heart. It it takes a serious commitment, and obviously you're getting the training necessary. Uh, Good divers always learning. Sounds like that's what uh, Chef Anton, the scuba magician, is doing in Mexico right now, and I wish I was him, Uh, even though it does sound a little spooky, but good stuff. Right, indeed. All right, uh, scubamagician.com. Check them out. And uh, we got more coming up on the world's first radio show devoted to diving. Come as a guest, leave as a friend. It's a philosophy that comes from the top down at Explorer Ventures Liveaboards. It doesn't matter if you're traveling solo with a buddy or group. Explorer Ventures does the liveaboard dive experience right. For proof, no Explorer Ventures has one of the best repeat customer stats in the dive industry. They're also the official liveaboard company of Scuba Radio. You've likely heard us talk about Explorer Ventures Scuba Radio Scuba Cruise trips many times, and we invite you to join us on the next one. However, whether we're on board with you or not, I'll bet an Explorer Ventures liveaboard trip will be one of the best dive experiences you've ever had. It just doesn't get any better. Saba St. Kitts, Turks and Caicos, the Galapagos, Maldives, Indonesia, humpback whales, and the Silver Banks, new destinations and itineraries are being added all the time. Call one of their talented travel consultants to find the Explorer Ventures liveaboard experience that's just right for you. 1-800-322-3577. That's 1-800-322-3577. Or visit ExploreVentures.com. That's ExploreVentures.com. surface interval is complete. You are now clear to dive with Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba Radio. Dive, dive, dive. The Trident. Poseidon, the god of the ocean's weapon of choice. Ancient mermen used to use this weapon in battle to fight against the crustacean armies and all the shrimps and jellyfish in the sea. Often come out here to this abandoned cement factory to harness its power, learn its secrets, think about life. What you know about rolling down in the deep? When your brain goes numb, you can call that mental freeze. When these people talk too much, put that shit in slow motion. Yeah, I feel like an astronaut in the ocean. This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master. Look, it's been a while, but we got Pete from Scuba Board on uh, the big show today. And uh, I figured this would be a perfect time to catch up. Pete, how you doing, buddy? What's going on? I hurt. You hurt? <laughs> That's not good. You haven't been diving. You've been uh, prepping, I hear, for yeah, uh, your my, latest round of medical procedures or what? Yes, you remember my sister died this year, and in the last few days of her life, I injured my back taking care of her. Right. So I've had back surgery, and now you know, this afternoon, I'm going to go get an injection. So hopefully I get to dive again, man. This this getting old is hmm. not for whips. Right. So, so true. But uh, after you get this, uh, that's the, the, are they giving you, you know, the green light to go back to, go back into the water or what? 
Well, they've given me the green light already. I don't have anything like an open sore that will stop me from diving my caves that I moved up here for. Right. Um, it's just that I can't get down to the spring because of the muscle in my butt. So uh. they're going to inject it to relax it. And, you know, if people say I am tight ass, then you know why. You know, it's true. <laughs> right. Medically. <laughs> okay. Fair <laughs> enough. And uh, I don't think we want to dive any deeper into that aspect, literally. <laughs> Emphasis on aspect. Uh, anyway, uh, okay. Um, so you are in cave country uh, over there, and uh, there's been a lot of news coming out of cave country this week. We lost a couple big players uh, that have uh, yeah. pioneered cave diving. How's the community doing over there in that regard? What are you hearing? You know, um, a little bit of disbelief, I would say, a little bit of... Uh just sadness, general wanting right? sadness yeah. is the word I'm, I'm trying to mourning is the word i'm looking for yeah you know just general mourning i mean brett we knew he was sick fun guy happy guy i'm friends with him on facebook he's always sharing jokes brett gillum is what we're talking brett about gillum, there yeah. but mm -hmm. we didn't expect at all you know that was that, that was definitely a cave tragedy right very very deep depths he was dealing with so you know Brent Hempfill, right? That's how you say his name, right. Hempfill? You know, when you see this kind of stuff happening, especially with Brett, you know, and we had this happen with, uh, you know, Wes Skiles a couple years ago. I sure. mean, these guys are like pioneers, super cave what? divers. Yeah, I literally paved uh, the way for cave diving. And then you see these accidents happening. It is a real wake-up call to the serious nature of taking on that activity. Not that it's not can't be done and can't be done properly, but man, you got to really stay focused and understand that things can go wrong, and you have to go into these activities with your eyes wide open. Is that a fair statement you would say, or what? I, I would say it's a highly accurate statement. You know, yeah. um, it 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 doesn't matter what happens to you underwater. The goal is to get out of the water, right? Alive. Want to come back. Exactly. And when you see you know, these uh, accomplished people uh, having accidents like that, I mean, you know, I, I don't want to scare people away from doing it because it is a an amazing adventure. You've done it all pretty much all your whole diving life, I believe, right? Cave diving yeah. is your thing. So you can definitely do it, and it's extremely rewarding. But, you know, you just got to be aware of what you're getting yourself into and, and be aware of the pitfalls and, and just know that even the best of the best can, you know, slip up or something can happen and, and uh, really create a problem for you. So you just got to be aware of it, right? Assume the responsibility, you think? It's, it should be pointed out that he was beyond extreme in the things he was doing. He was he was paving new, you know, roads into where we we're going. Right. So this stuff happens at the extreme. At the, the edge. diving you yeah. and I do ain't mm -hmm. nothing close to right. what. However, it's distressing when I see divers prepare as if everything the dive is going to go right instead of preparing for that one time. When it doesn't. Yeah. Well, you know, like yeah, you said, yeah. uh, cave diving, uh, cavern diving, uh, extremely rewarding experience. Not my thing. I like, you know, I've done some cavern stuff. I really haven't done much cave. I've just decided it's just not the thing for me. But it is the thing for you. I mean, that's why you live in yeah. cave country there in High Springs and out there by the, you know, Blue Grotto. And I don't know, what's the closest spring to your place, you figure, that you uh, uh, the, uh, visit most? Probably it's the Tuckney Springs. Okay. Um, we call it jug hole. Jug hole. They call it 
They call it Ishtatukli Blue. Yeah. The, the non-cavers. Right. <laughs> All right. Know. Fair enough. Um, but you do it, this because you love it. And, yeah. and, uh, and And actually, we're coming into cave uh, season now as the, you know, the temperatures. Yeah, when it gets finally up there. Right. When it cools the off. Temp, the water temp stays the same here year round. Mm-hmm. It's always 70 degrees. Yeah. The manatees you like know? it. You know, and so do the divers, the Florida divers in particular, you know, when it cools off and the water temp goes below, you know, 68 degrees here in the ocean, which will happen eh, maybe in another month or so. Uh, and, uh, you know, the springs open up for the Florida folks, too, and everybody starts coming there to, to you know, uh, for for great conditions for diving. So it's uh, the go-to place. So it is, uh, you know, high season. Does it does it change a lot during uh, that period of time? Is it, I mean, because you get a lot of the, I don't know, the swimmers, they, they just come around and snorkel the springs during the summer months to cool off. I mean, those are real. We I mean, lose state the swimmers. Parts. You lose the swimmers, but you gain more divers. So, does it make it more crowded underwater during that time, or not necessarily? What would you say? Well, no, these are really big caves. You, yeah. you you might have like at Jenny Springs, you could have a hundred divers in there, and you might see someone. You might see one or two people, but yeah. you know, you you'll never see the crowd yeah. there because there's so many passages there's so much to explore there's so much to go see right. fossils and and you name it they, they've got fossil whale bones in mm-hmm. the walls of jenny yep yep yep. you know little river you can actually see a cave casing i mean a cave casing a, a well casing coming down you know so you're seeing stuff from man as he's trying to get water out of our aquifer wow you know it's it's just it's it's cool it's yeah. just really cool. Well, like I said, it, it's uh, Pete's thing. I mean, is there anything that you haven't dove over there that's still on your list? Or is the list way, way Jug too Hole? long? No, I've dove most of the caves in the area except for Jug Hole. It's the last cave, and it's the closest cave that I've yet to dive. I've got to do a side mount because um, it doesn't really, it's not really big enough for, you know, back mount. Yeah. Um, but I've been diving my rebreather so much, and it's back mount that I haven't been able to do it. So I'm going to have to break down this winter and pull out all my dry, you know, my side mount stuff and go side mounting. Okay. And, and what, what is it about this particular place uh, that makes it special uh, other than jug hole? I love the name of it. I've never heard of this spring jug hole. Yeah. It, because it's there. It's the North part of Itchnatuckney. It's a beautiful little dive. Uh, I mean, I dive. I mean, it's a beautiful swim. Even it's, it's surrounded by eel grass and it's very, if you haven't done it in Tuckney, you should go first do it in a tube. They have a tubing thing that you could go down and and go through the whole Itch Tuckney down to the Santa Fe River if you want to, although that gets hard to get people to pick you up. They have places they pick you up for the tubing experience. Right. But it's Florida's finest, you know. Hmm. Uh, you might pass a small gator, but they pull the big gators out of there. They don't they don't want people getting bit. Yeah. Well. Um, but you'll see egrets and everything else that, that that makes florida florida okay all right and then the spring has just been calling your name so you're going to mark it off the list this season you figure i'm going to mark it off the, of course that depending if my injection on my back goes well today well there you go good luck with that shot in the butt that'll help you out for sure all right pete from scuba board good stuff and we got more coming up on the world's first radio show devoted to diving This 
is the Worldwide Scuba Radio Network. surface interval is complete. You are now clear to dive with Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba Radio. Dive, dive, dive. You mean they were only scuba divers? Professional sea scavengers. This phony head hid the scuba mask. The fin on the back concealed a scuba tube. The flippers on the feet actually helped them swim faster. This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master, saving the best for last. I know he'd like to think that. I don't know if I'd tell that to everybody else, but I'll definitely say it when we bring on Jerry Beatty, because... He's one of my favorite guys in the dive industry. And I can't uh, wait uh, for a month from now, Jerry, we get to hang together in New Orleans. First time in 22 years. What do you think of that for the uh, DEMA I show? Gonna, I think it's going to be just completely awesome. Yeah. I think the attendance is going to be phenomenal. Everybody wants to go back. You know, we were booked to take the DEMA show back to New Orleans when Katrina came in. Her, uh, Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans really bad, wiped it out for several years right and it's just now we're wrapping back around to to get back to having three different locations for the show yeah it, it has been a long time coming 22 years to be exact uh, which I, I didn't even realize that till last week but uh there you go that'll be well, a long time coming I, I could have gone all day and not known that it was <laughs> now yeah. i really feel old well <laughs> there's there's that but you know look we gotta try track down those special bars on bourbon street that have a three for one drink special see if those still exist <laughs> you know well i got a whole list of bars that were there before katrina now yeah. i'm going to be on a journey to go to each one of them and see if they're still there that's right it, it, we're on a track you know when divers can't uh, dive well they have a tendency to drink like fish so uh that might be happening here in about a month in new orleans so you've been warned and uh, or you can join the party, which is what I would uh, do if I were you. Because get this group of people together, you're gonna have a good time, guaranteed. So I'm definitely guaranteed. looking forward to that. Now, one of the projects that you're gonna be um, assisting with this year at the Dima Show is the folks at uh, Yap and Yap Tourism. Uh, we've been talking with them, and you've been paramount and making that connection a little bit with us because uh, you know that's kind of one of those islands that you've taken under your fin, so to speak, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, I like the way you say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, kind of out of the blue, I got uh, a chance to be on the Yap Tourist Board, and I was appointed by the governor of the state of Yap to be there, and I thought, well, that's that's odd, but let me try it, and I've had a ball doing it. I just spent five, almost six weeks down in Yap, uh, working with the Tourist Board and <laughs> diving a bit, you know, right. and, and checking out the culture and meeting some people, and it's just it's a fabulous destination so i'm kind of proud to be a part of bringing it back to the map because uh how fast we forget that it was closed completely closed nobody mm-hmm. in nobody out for three years wow because the whole covid mess but you like oh, yeah. yapping about yap i mean you've told me about yap for years 
And uh, when you were in uh, the island there for several weeks, you know, we actually connected, and you were telling me you were having a big time, and uh, Bill Aker and the gang at Manta Ray Resort there, uh, uh, or Manta Bay Divers, that's what it is, right, uh, Bill no, Aker's? It's, it's Manta Ray Resort, and it's Yap Divers. Okay, Yap Divers, gotcha. Uh, Bill, no yeah. problem. Well, you know, Bill Aker <laughs> and the gang, you know, they... They uh, do a fine job from what I've, I've heard about it for years. I mean, uh, even before, you know, uh, Jerry Beatty got involved with those those folks, I was hearing about the island of stone money and uh, where the uh, mantas are plentiful. I mean, we talked about Manta Fest uh, just last week uh, with the guys uh, there. They were wrapping up that big event. And maybe next year we'll be able to go to there, uh, Go, you know, go there for that event. Were you um, uh, Have you ever been there when they were doing their Manta Fest event? Or oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, a couple times actually, and it, it's such a great event because uh, the tourist board, in conjunction with Manta Ray, bring in some of the top photographers from all around the world. Yeah. I mean, you Australia, Europe, you name it. A lot of North Americans, and they just they have a great time diving all day long and taking pictures and discussing what they saw that day you know over some beers mm-hmm. and Manoray bay does have its own brewery right in the lobby of the hotel oh wow so, okay so there's no shortage of cold beverage to drink while you're sitting in the pool oh i love the and, sound of this oh, yeah that was something and, i didn't know so he, bill Aker has his own little brewery there at the resort Mr. Acker does have yeah. his own brewery. He just could not stand the thought of importing beer any longer. He had to make his own, and it's called the Stone Money Brewery. All right. So do you just walk outside and pick up some rocks and uh, say, here, give me a beer? <laughs> it doesn't work like that. And yeah, does it? It doesn't cost much more than a couple of rocks. <laughs> okay. All right. It's really reasonable. All right. Uh, but uh, the stone money thing is a big part of Yap's culture. Yeah. And most people have seen pictures of it, maybe, but don't understand what it's all about. And it's it's got quite the story behind it. Uh, the, uh, stone money actually does not come from Yap. It comes from a mine in Palau, hmm. which is relatively close. It's about 180 miles, I think, something like that. And they would go over there in their open canoes. They yeah. would carve out. A big stone, a round stone with a center uh, punch hole in it. Right. And then they would bear the dangers of bringing it back in this little tippy canoe. And that's why the bigger they are, the more valuable they are, because it got harder for, for them to get it to you. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Now, is the, are the stones made out of some kind of special granite or something? Or that doesn't really matter. It's more the size that matters. Well, they actually come from a particular quarry in Palau. Okay. Which right. is uh, close. As a matter of fact, I I had always heard of Palau and what a great dive destination was. I longed to go there, but I really hadn't heard much about Yap. So when I was down there in Palau, I I decided I'd do a little hopper and go over and just see what Yap was. And oh, my God. It's like finding a second paradise. Wow. How, I mean, what, what do they specialize in? Uh, other than, obviously, they have mantas year-round, I assume, right? So that's that's what they're known for. But but as far as, like, everything else, how would you describe it from your diving experience there on Yap? I, I, would, I would say it's one of the most varied dive locations I've ever been to. I mean, they're definitely known for the mantas, and they have a good population of residents. Mm-hmm. But they've got one of the best shark dives I've ever been on. It's on a, a place called Vertigo. And you go in there, it's kind of on a wall, and the sharks here are the engines 
approaching, and they just they're there waiting for you when you splash. Yeah, nice. So they've got caverns, they've got coral walls. I mean, I think there's a little bit of everything in yeah. Yeah, but it's a little bit off the beaten path, so it's unspoiled, less visited, and means more pristine uh, conditions for for the diver who's really looking for a, a, an amazing dive adventure. Is, is that a fair assumption? Uh, that would be true even at Yap's busiest times because it just doesn't. It gets about a thousand divers a year. That's it. Wow. So okay, it is just unspoiled. And you're not going to find anything unless you're just in a completely remote area of the world. You're not going to find anything this pristine. Yeah, but I've seen the pictures. The accommodations look really nice, and now I know they have a brewery on site. So that sounds like you're not giving up too much of the luxuries, you know, of a more popular resort. Is that uh, fair to say? That is. Sometimes it feels like the ambiance is different because... For instance, Manoray Bay, the restaurant and the bar is actually on a old pirate ship that's parked out front. Oh, that's right. That, you were uh, telling us about that a few yeah, weeks ago. And, uh, Bill Acker went over to Shanghai, I think it was, and got it and was going to sail it back, and 911 happened. And mm. they impounded the harbor, and he actually took his crew, went out there at 1 o'clock in the morning and weighed anchor and left town wow. he got it through all the navies and uh, different interferences and made it to yeah and now there she sits right in front of the resort well we got to go check that out i, I gotta tell you this uh, yapping about yap i think is uh, contagious and uh, yeah. in a good way uh jerry baby so uh we're gonna have to continue that conversation in the upcoming weeks on the show and of course at the dima show in new orleans but we got to wrap it up this week so until next time remember it's always better where jerry down where it's wetter safe diving everyone There, you'll want to be there on Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. This seems the logical place for fish to congregate. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past editions of Scuba Radio worldwide over the Internet at scubaradio.com. So we're in international waters? Indeed so. Tell a friend and buddy up with your radio every week for Scuba Radio, the world's first radio show devoted to diving. Well, it's all very nice here, but we should be going. I miss me wife and me oxygen. Yes, we all miss our loved ones and gases. Let's go! The opinions you just heard on Scuba Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. Okay, you know, what I just heard? Blah, 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 blah. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. Come on, quit yanking me. Scuba diving does involve risk and should never be conducted without proper instruction and training. Oh, what's the worst thing that could happen? I could die. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at scubaradio.com.